Hey, I'm Britton. I'm a fitness coach and a life coach for moms, and my goal here is to help you become strong physically and mentally by teaching you concepts and ways to help you manage your mindset for all of your mom day tasks. Let's do this. Hey friends, now welcome to the show. So today I wanted to talk about why you're so impatient, why you're so angry, and why you get so emotional and you can't figure out why. Are you ready? Today, well first, let me start out with this. Um, The other day I had a consult call with one of my potential one-on-one clients. And in the call, what a consult is, is we have a little chat and you kind of tell me like what the problem is, right? What's going on in your life? And you kind of lay it all out. It's like, these are the things I need help with. And the whole point of it is to see if the coaching that I provide is a solution to your problem. And as part of that, I like to ask you, you know, what the main problem is. But then I also go through different areas of your life. I ask you to rate your areas in, in your life in a scale from one to 10, because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so we go through multiple parts of your life, not just what you come to me with what you think the problem is. And so on this consult call with this client that I had, we were going through talking about other areas of her life. And when I was asking her, like, how would you write your motivation? You know, and she'd give me a number and be like, it's awful, right? I can't do it. How would you write your workout routine? Awful, right? It's like at a two, I don't do anything. How would you rate like getting up in the mornings? As in like, how would you rate your sleep? And she goes, oh, my sleep is awful. Like, it's probably like a two. I can't sleep. I can't wake up in the mornings. I have a really hard time falling asleep. I actually have a cyst in my brain that makes it hard for me to sleep. And the doctor pretty much told me that I'm just like stuck with it unless it gets worse. And so it's literally affecting every area of her life, the fact that she can't sleep, right? She wants to have a morning routine. She wants to be able to wake up and have a workout routine in the morning, but she can't because she's not sleeping. She doesn't go fall asleep till what, like two, three in the morning. Now, does she realize that this is affecting every area of her life? So she comes to me saying she wants to have a routine. She wants to have a workout, you know, a regular workout. She wants to be consistent. She wants to do regular things in her morning to be able to jumpstart her day. But the thing is like, she doesn't have motivation to wake up because she's so tired. She doesn't want to, you know, she's dragging in the morning. She has to have like six cup of, cups of coffee to get going. She, you know, drags at work. Nothing is fun. She doesn't wake up until like 3 p.m. in the afternoon because she doesn't go to bed until like 2, 3, or I should say she doesn't fall asleep until about 2, 3 in the morning. But then she has to wake up to be able to go to work and see her clients and things like that. And so does the whole point of this I'm getting to is that I'm so glad that I asked her about her sleep because the problem is that she's not consistent. It's not a problem that she's not working out. It's not a problem that she's not motivated. The problem is, is that she's not sleeping, right? This is affecting every other area of her life. And so I want you to think about this for you. How, when was the last time you were like short with your husband or snapped at your kids, right? What can you think of like a background? Like, were you tired in that instant? So did you know that the average adult gets less than seven hours of sleep, but it is recommended that we get at least seven to nine hours. Now, I don't know why it's like a badge of honor if you're like running on five or six hours of sleep. Okay, it's not, not cool. Did you know that the effects, do you know what the effects are for lack of sleep or sleep deprivation? I actually looked it up because I know what the lack of, you know, what the effects are for myself. But, you know, according to the internet, it says if you are lacking sleep, 
you have trouble learning, trouble focusing, you react, you know, instead of think through things through, you just react, you feel frustrated, cranky, hmm, sound familiar, you get worried more easily for no reason at all, it affects your ability to remember things, it affects how you regulate your emotions, yeah, makes sense, right? But it also can cause increased weight gain, increased stress, and decreased immunity, Geez, that doesn't sound fun, does it? Now, I've said it before that our bodies are machines, and in order for them to function properly, they need sleep, right? They need to recharge. Now, like I said, come back to yourself. Have you ever found yourself feeling annoyed, short-tempered, you're unable to focus, you feel unmotivated, right? You feel like you can't do anything right. What if I told you that the likely root cause of all of these problems was that it's because you're tired, right? You're tired. Think about it. How do you feel when you're tired? I mean, depending on your level of tiredness, I would say that I run from short-tempered and ornery to on the verge of an emotional breakdown, okay? But this is good news for us, right? Because it means that we're not a mean mom, right? We're not hopeless. We're not stuck this way. It's a simple fix. You just need to get more sleep. Now, you say, okay, sounds simple, but sure, easy fix, but I'm so busy, I can't get more sleep, right? I have so much to do. I can barely get done everything in a day that I need to get done. I don't have more time to get more sleep. Or maybe you're thinking, I have an infant or a toddler. They don't sleep, right? They come into my room at night. I have to get up multiple times in the night to feed the baby. I can't get more sleep. Is that what you're thinking? Well, I want to burst your bubble here and tell you that I'm sorry, you're kind of wrong, right? Well, you might be right on a few occasions, but most of these instances, you have more control than you think. You're not the victim, and you can make changes to improve your health and your sleep routine. So we're going to go through a couple of steps here to like kind of talk about how we can improve our sleep routine so that we can improve our moods, and we can improve our energy, and we can be the bright, shining mom, mother, sister, friend, daughter, you know, that we want to be. So number one, now you know what the answer is, I should say, but it is to go to bed earlier. I know. So let's go through some of these arguments. Number one, I can't fall asleep earlier. Well, you know why you can't fall asleep earlier? Because you are in the habit of going to bed late, right? It is a habit. It is like an internal clock that you have that you have created this habit that you don't get tired earlier because you are used to going to bed later. Now, it it does take effort. It is a struggle to get the clock flipped, right? I used to go to bed between midnight and 1 a.m. That was my regular bedtime. Okay, do you know what time I go to bed now? Nine o'clock and I am beat, like falling asleep on the couch at 8.30, okay? It's possible to change. You're not stuck this way. So if, if this is something that you truly want, yes, you can make ways to actually slowly... I've done it in my morning workbook. If you've tried this before, I say do it in about 15 minute increments, okay? And it does help if you wake up earlier because you will be tired, right? If you're sleeping in and sleeping late every day, well, then of course you're gonna wanna stay up later because you're not tired yet, but start trying to wake up a little bit earlier so you get a little bit more tired a little bit earlier in the evenings, okay? Now, another argument would be like, this is my alone time, right? This is the time when all the kids are in bed and it's just me and my spouse. We can finally hang out and do things. Okay, that's fine. Do you like, now I'm going to ask you, do you like the effects of it the next morning? And is it worth it to you? Is your alone time late at night worth it? 
Now, I was totally the same way. Like, I love I loved the late night movies, you know, hanging out like you're finally done. You're just able to just sit and veg and relax. Okay, I get that. I think that's fine every once in a while. Like, I let myself do that once a week. But like I said, I usually fall asleep on the couch. But I don't think that that is the best thing for our lives on a nightly basis. My personal opinion, you can say what you want about it. But really, how do you wake up the next morning? Do you feel good about yourself? Do you feel good about your decisions? Do you feel good about what you did? Now, I totally get it. Like I said, it's your alone time. Now, you might want to flip your alone time to a different time of the day. Maybe you want to schedule it and get a babysitter to have some alone time. Like I like my alone time in the morning. You know why? Because my mind is fresh. My brain is clear and active. I can actually think. I can actually be productive. I can actually be mindful. Whereas at night, my alone time, if I sit on the couch and watch a show, right? I'm not thinking. My brain's not fresh. I am burned out at the end of the day. So it just depends. How do you want your alone time? Like, what do you want it to look like? And if you're okay, like you like sitting on the couch at night, falling asleep on the couch, doing those things. If you like that and it is benefiting your life, then that's fine. That is your choice. If you like your reason, then that's totally fine. Okay, another argument that I've had with this in the past is the fact that, you know, you have teenagers in the house and you want to be awake like they stay out late. So you want to be awake for them to come home. Now, this is the one that I'm going to say, I don't know what to do about this yet, right? I'm sorry. I haven't met that stage of my life yet. I mean, I was at the stage not too long ago where I was the late night teenager and my parents were the ones staying up, except that my parents would usually go to bed and I had to wake them up when I got home. Or, you know, sometimes I'm sure, I don't know, I don't ask them about that. Maybe I should. I'm sure they stayed up, you know, didn't really sleep very well until I got home. But sorry, this is one of those things that I don't know what to do. Maybe this is the phase of life will things were shift, where things will shift for me and I will have to kind of flip my own clock, you know, and maybe it will be easier though because I won't have teeny kids running around. So I will have more alone time in the day for me to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? So this is where, okay, you have a cop out, but Are you doing things that are valuable to your life in that time, in those hours? That's what I want to ask you there. So the bottom line with this argument is if you don't want to go to bed earlier, is it worth it to you, right? What are your priorities? What, like, are you choosing your hard? I've given this example in the past, like choosing your hard as in the hard choice of going to bed and not watching the TV show gives you the result of being able to wake up earlier and get your workout in versus instead you're going to make the easy choice of staying up late and watching the TV show and it makes it hard to wake up in the morning and get your workout in and stuff. So what hard are you choosing? And if you like your result of your hard, then that's great. That's all that matters is that you like the result. I just don't want you to think that you are stuck with the result that you have if you don't like it. Okay, so that was number one. Go to bed earlier. Now, number two and able to go to bed earlier, it makes it so much easier if you can create a better evening routine for yourself. And you're like, yeah, 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 you know, whatever evening routine, but it really does make a difference. When they say, you know, you should turn off electronics like two hours before bed, that's because there's scientific evidence that backs it up. That, yeah, the blue light from screens and different things, like your brain is going. It makes it want to stay on and function, right? So close it down, turn it off. I mean, this is where I need help with. 
I mean, I've, I'm pretty good. I put my phone away. I don't really scroll my phone. But like if I'm with the kids and we're watching a family movie or something, which ends at 8.30 at the latest, by the way. But um, right, to just wind down, no electronics, right? Have some family time. Have some reading time, right? Plan your next day. I've, I'm currently reading a book called The Gap and the Gain, and I love it. It says they want you at the end of the day, you're going to write down your three wins for the day that you had, and then you're going to write down three wins that you want to have tomorrow. And this will get your brain thinking, right, about all the ways that you succeeded today, and then it will start formulating how you're going to succeed tomorrow. So have a better evening routine for yourself. Like, what does that look like? What do you want it to look like? Maybe it doesn't look like instant gratification of sitting in front of the TV, but maybe it looks like something that's going to take effort for you to not turn on the TV, but to open a book instead or to play a game as a family, something like that. So create an evening routine for yourself that promotes a better sleep habit. Now, number three, which kind of goes along with these other ones, but it is wake up earlier, right? Obviously, if you wake up earlier, you will be able to be tired earlier in the night, eventually, Maybe like not within the first couple of days or so, but as you do it on a routine basis, you will start being able to go to bed earlier if that's what you want to do. Now, this is going to be kind of painful in the beginning, I know, but you need to reset your clock, like I said. And like I said, it's doable because I was the night owl, right? And now I'm the early bird. So you can totally choose what you want to do and it's totally doable. It's just if you want to put in the effort of doing it. And if you need help waking up earlier, you need help getting out of bed, then you definitely need to check out my Good Morning Mom. I think what's it called? Oh, Becoming a Good Morning Mom ebook because this is what I'm helping you with in the ebook is like how you talk to yourself, how to prep yourself to be able to go to bed and wake up. All right, so number four, if you have young kids, this is kind of where I want to address the kid situation. So we kind of talked about the teenagers, but if you have young kids, like infants where you have a baby that needs to be, you know, fed in the middle of the night, okay, you have an infant and a baby, you do need to, okay, here, okay, I'm not telling you what to do. I need to watch my language here, right? You don't have to sleep train them, but I recommend if you want your sleep, that sleep training them when they are old enough and at the appropriate age is so nice for your personal sanity as a mom. Now, I can speak from experience. I have four babies and my first baby, I did not sleep train because, right, I didn't want to hear him cry. I didn't want him to be sad. I didn't want to deal with it. Well, I woke up every night for a year at 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. for a year until I finally sleep trained him around one where, yes, he did cry it out for like two nights, but then bam, he slept through the night and it was awesome. Okay, it was life-changing for my motherhood sleep status. So this is for you, only for you, you know, if you feel like you need this and you can try it. This is different for everybody. I don't want to tell you what you shouldn't, shouldn't do, but if you are lacking sleep and struggling you know, emotionally, mentally, because of the lack of sleep, then this will totally help if you can get your baby to sleep through the night. Now, like I said, it's different for everybody and it's different ages and I'm not a baby sleep expert. So I did read books and different things like that to be able to get my babies to do it, but it definitely helps. Now, if you have toddlers who come into your room in the middle of the night and wake you up, this is, you know, 
everyone to each their own. This is totally my opinion on what we do, but I started, like we tuck them into their beds at night, right? That's the rule. You got to start in your bed. But then I started laying out like a pillow and blanket on my floor. And I said, if you like have bad dreams or you end up, you know, needing to come into my room or something, then go ahead, lay on my floor. That's fine. Do not wake me up. (laughs) You might think that's rude. I don't know to each their own, but it works for us and it helps me to keep sleeping and it helps them to be comfortable if they get scared or anything and they need to come into my room. So that's, that's my advice. That's what I do for young kids, for infants. If you're in that current state of life and you feel like you don't have control of your sleep. Now, when people say sleep when the baby sleeps, like I used to think that was so annoying But now it's like, by the time I got to my fourth baby, I was like, oh, it's so true. Like, who cares if there's dishes in the sink? Who cares if there's laundry that needs to be folded? Like, you can do that while wearing the baby when they're awake. You can do that while, you know, your husband's holding the baby or at different times when the baby's awake. But when the baby is sleeping and you're home alone, like, if you can sleep, I totally recommend that. Like, it's totally fine if you have other kids that you need to turn on the TV for. There is, like, beauty in a 15 to 20 minute power nap, okay? It is totally real. So, okay, sorry. Done, done talking about young, young kids. Obviously, that was a state of my life, season of my life where I felt the lack of sleep. Okay, and then let's move on to, oh, just number five, something else that might be affecting your sleep is watching your food intake. Like, does what you eat, what you drink affect how you sleep at night, affect how you fall asleep when you fall asleep, right? So you need to take the time to kind of figure it out, to like be mindful. Like, what am I eating? What time am I eating? Like the time you're drinking caffeine, if it's later in the afternoon, like does this affect it? Okay. And then also, I don't, did I talk about this earlier? I don't know. Having exercise in your day will help you sleep. Do you know why? Because exercise, you are using your muscles, you are, you know, burning energy, your body needs to replace that, right? It needs to rebuild, it needs to recover, and it does that while you're sleeping. So if you are able to burn some extra energy earlier in the day, you are able to actually sleep better at night. That is scientifically proven as well. However, I do want to recommend probably not working out right before bed, because at least for me, this usually like wires my brain and I can't fall asleep. But test this out for yourself. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't for you. But yeah, I don't recommend working out right before bed. However, I don't know. I mean, in college, I feel like I used to go to the gym at like 10 o'clock at night and I was fine. But also I was staying up till like one in the morning, like I said. So I don't know, whatever you think about it. But like I said, I would wake up earlier in the day, do some exercise, some movement in your day, and that should help you sleep. And then watch what you're eating like if you eat high fatty foods, does that make it harder to go to sleep? Things like that to watch out for. So these are all things that you already know. I know, right? But you might not be putting them into place. Okay. So ask yourself why, if you already know these things, why aren't you doing them? And then answer that question for yourself. Why aren't you doing them? Is it because you want to feel comfortable? Is it because you want the easiness of just hanging out and not stressing about life, right? You just don't want to put yourself in that hard place. So ask yourself, would you rather go to bed early or would you rather watch three hours of a TV show? How are you going to feel the next morning? Okay, like I said, this can be a hard choice, but this is where you use your human brain to make a better choice for your life and your future. It's the concept of what do you want now versus what do you want most? And then you have to use your human agency to choose and make it happen. 
Okay. Do you want to have more energy? Do you want to be a fun mom? Do you want to be a fun wife? Have friends, you know, right? Do you want to be motivated? Do you want to go and do things instead of being burned out and exhausted? Okay, this is in your control more than you think, and it will just take a few weeks of actively trying to change some of your small but deeply ingrained habits. Okay, my friend, you can do this, and if you need help, well, I'm here. Now, I mentioned in the last episode that I'm going to do a masterclass all about goals and outcomes because I love this topic so much, if you can't tell. It seriously makes me so excited, and you are truly capable of so much, and I want to help you learn how to do that. So I will be releasing it within the next month or so, so be sure that you're getting my newsletter so that you can hear when I'm going to host it, and I'll be sending out a waitlist with a special discount if you register early. So if goals are something that you'd like to get better at this year, which this class will definitely benefit you for this year, but also for years to come going forward as you learn this process of goal setting for the rest of your life, then this is something that you don't want to miss.